Hey, hey, everybody. How are we all doing today? I really appreciate you all checking in, checking out A Power with Pops from Gainesville, Florida. I appreciate you all checking in. Uh, today, I'm lucky enough to have uh, someone who I know does not remember me whatsoever, but I do kind of remember this whole situation myself. It's very well imprinted in my head the, the time that I met the, the band and this gentleman. Uh, this is Dan Didier from The Promise Ring. Thank you so much, Dan, today for uh, taking the time out to speak with us. Oh, hello, and uh, thank you for having me on. Yeah, no problem. Um, the reason why I've been bothering you <laughs> and uh, hitting you up is because what I'm doing in part of this show is I live in a you know I live in a college town, so I'm always usually working in places. I'm almost 48. I actually I just turned 48. So I work in restaurants where there's 21 year olds, 22 year olds, and they're going to shows and talking about bands and they're playing the bands that they're listening to now. And I'm just like, man, that really sounds a lot like this band I used to listen to and I actually got to see once. And so it's kind of fun to like, it's almost like trading cards for like hipster kids. You know, like you're like, I'm introducing them to like music from my time period that now has somehow cyclically uh, has created bands that almost sound like a lot of the bands that are around during the mid nineties. And it's, uh, and I want to appreciate you for that because you were one of, uh, uh, to me, at that time period, a pinnacle band for me. So, just just wanted cool. to thank you for your artistry and your time. Got it. Yeah. I'm sorry. What was that? Right at the end. No, I just said I wanted to thank you again for uh, oh, your, your okay. artistry. You know, like the the effort and the time that you guys put in. I mean, going on the road back then wasn't easy. It was DIY. It was all book your own life and uh, the fun way, I guess, without electronics. <laughs> so Yeah, it, it's, it's true. And I always uh, <laughs> appreciated uh, tour life yes, and well, being in the van because at that time we didn't really have mobile phones and we didn't really have, you know, laptops on tour or anything like that. So when you were sitting in the van, it, you were, you felt in a way protected yeah, and in a way kind of safe and sort of like no one can touch you. All we have are, you know, all I have is myself and the others riding along with me. <laughs> you know? Exactly. And it's kind of, it's kind of nice. It's like your now, own little army. It's like, it's like your yeah. own little, your country. It's really, yeah. Um, mm -hmm. So, just let me start with the beginnings. Where 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 do you originate from? Uh, I grew up in Wisconsin, um, in a small town north of Milwaukee. Oh wow! Uh, to very, um, you know, classic, you know, suburban <laughs> right uh, upbringing. Okay. Um, yeah, and, and you know kept busy in high school I was really into music and, and theater and I just kept myself busy that way to kind of deal with how miserable <laughs> uh, <laughs> the suburban the suburban real, mall real, lifestyle real high school experience can be so I'm like well if I just keep myself busy enough right and do you know as much as I can doing <laughs> the things that I love around, in and around music right I, I, I probably can get 
get through this. Right. So, <laughs> and that totally helped. And that awesome. What it, so how, what uh, what sparked your interest in music? What was it that grabbed you? What song? What was it that was your is your family musical? Did you come from a musical background? I no. I I mean I I I wouldn't call it suffer, but I I have uh, been inflicted with uh, Big Brother syndrome. So oh, wow, whatever okay. my my brother was into, I gravitated towards. So okay. Luckily, <laughs> it was after good. How he got into it, <laughs> but uh, he got into uh, new ways nice. and goth and skateboarding and stuff like that. And I was sort of like, "Oh, that's kind of cool. I like that." Yeah. You know. So then I started exploring that, and then, um, and that sort of got me more into punk and hardcore, where he didn't really go that route. Go right, yeah, yeah. There was a little bit of divergence, but like, <laughs> you know, the cure and echo. The Did band. he understand it though? That and, because you were the younger brother, you kind of had to go a little bit different. <laughs> yeah. Right. Yeah. You know, yeah. like you couldn't like, completely you be... copy him, you know, he had to do it. Yeah. You had to take it one step up. You're the little brother. You got to be like, dude, listen, to this, right. shit. <laughs> this totally is called true. DRI crossover. Um, Check this out. <laughs> yeah. So, I mean, and so, listening to that music and then starting bands in, in uh, middle school and high school that were more punk and hardcore sort of got me into then nice. what was happening in the big city of Milwaukee and, right. and getting to know a lot of the uh, um, bands and, and people in that scene Did you... so I would drive you know, once okay. I could drive I was I was driving down in Milwaukee right. all the time <laughs> shows and all that right. um, And but uh, before I could drive uh, I had the best parents in the world because they would drive me to shows. Get the fuck and out. They would, wow. Yeah, and they would. Just, I don't. I, but you have to think. I have no idea what they did while I was at the show. Like, wow. Because you know, to me, it, it didn't matter to me. I'm like at the show. I'm they were at the show. bar having a good time. <laughs> yeah, that, you know that. Well, that's great. I hope that. I hope that was the case. I hope they enjoyed. You know, and, like oh, the I kids having enjoyed. a good time. It's our night out too, right? <laughs> yeah right. I was, I was oh, oh yeah. Um, no, but you know, I remember them driving me down to see Fugazi. You know, wow. my first Milwaukee uh, performance. What year was that? You know, just great, great, great bands like that that I wouldn't been able to go if I didn't have such cool parents who drive me there. Yeah. Um, so, but then it was a sort of like when I got my you know my license and I could drive myself. I just and I was down there all the time um, playing shows. Um, yeah, so I mean that sort of was that, and so but to the to start music, my mom uh, just took me, and my brother, to uh, this school that was offering drum lessons. Oh, cool! And, there, and she just was like, "Here, do this this summer. You're going to do this this summer." <laughs> you know, I'm sick of you guys. You know, causing trouble around the house and. My you mom know, stuck me in dance I'll school. Take, take all that pent-up energy and, <laughs> and, 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 and beat on some drugs. Right, exactly. So and do that, it here. That sort of, that, <laughs> that sort of, yeah, that started that. So awesome. Well, you guys got drums. My mom ended up sticking me in dancing school. So I had to take tap, jazz, and ballet. I asked to play drums uh, or play football. And then one day she's like, get in the car. We're going to start your after-school, you know, your new thing. It was like sixth grade. And she's like, Nancy's Academy of Dance. And she's like, this is your new thing. And I was like, son of a bitch. This uh, isn't martial arts or sports or music. This is not what I asked for. Yeah. 
So I mean, I could I can still stretch the the foot over my head like a good ballet dancer, but damn it, I can't play drums for shit. Wow, <laughs> <laughs> I'm pissed. So yeah, so, so yeah, so what'd mean, you end up doing? Just that's funny how how that like those type of decisions that you know your parents make you know obviously shape the the future yeah the future and you know i'm have two two daughters they're 13 and 10 and oh wow congratulations you know that i I keep thinking of that too like what what decisions am i making and or what things am i exposing to them or what am i like you know uh, whether it's you know, just ideas or yeah, but I grew up to parents to from Florida. Class or anything like that, that's gonna <laughs> right, know, right. Help them. That's awesome. No, so what? So as you were going to shows uh, in Milwaukee, what was that like? You get like fifteen, sixteen. You get your license. You're going with your friends. Are you guys checking out? Uh, you said bands like Fugazi. Uh, like what era is this? Is this just like eighty-seven to ninety-two-ish era? Yeah. Well, my. Uh, my high school was 89 to 93. Okay. Um, and so around that time, it was, you know, we, uh, it, it, there was this all-ages club called the Unicorn, which was this fire trap in the basement of this one building downtown. Oh, wow. And we would go there a lot. So I saw, that's not where I saw Fugazi, but I saw, uh, you know, like Seven Seconds. Uh, instead, you know, like... You know, uh, quicksand. Yep, so all those bands. Um, yep. Yeah, so I mean, you know, that that sort of thing. And yeah, then, it was like know, a punk club. And then later, yeah, well. I mean, that, that that venue played a huge role in my sort of life because in in the sort of you know hardcore bands I was in, we would play there too. Okay. So it was just this, I was always around that place, and then later, um, it was the first time I saw Sunny Day Rose. They was in that the same club too. What a fucking you know, band, so right? Just, you know, like <laughs> all the all the like bands that have shaped <laughs> right everything you know, that's so around I, now. Everyone's like in. those guys. <laughs> What's that? I said every band that's around now, like for twenty, even twenty years later, they have to thank those guys. You know, Sunny Day Real yeah. Estate. Gee whiz. Yeah, yeah, no, it's 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 true. I mean, I mean, to be honest, I mean that's what I mean. If you listen to the the Promise Ring demo, yeah. That's what we were doing. Was it really? <laughs> we're like, we got to do something like you got, that. You guys were totally stealing you know. it, huh? <laughs> borrowing it, right. making it your own. Yeah, totally, <laughs> totally. And then you know, and then, yeah, and so it's just you know, and then obviously we ended up just kind of starting with that and yeah. morphing into what you know we did. So when did you start out? You um, said hardcore was your first thing. That was like okay. you said you had hardcore bands first. Yeah, I was in. I was in a, a couple. One one of them was called Proud. Okay, <laughs> dumbest name. And then uh, another band was called Drawback. Okay. And, uh, and then after Drawback, um, I was in this band called uh, Kaylee Shrine, and okay. that was the band that included uh, well. Scott Bashta, who was the first bass player of the Promise Ring, and I were really good friends. He went yeah. to high school, and also my friendship with him was why I could also get through high school because he was really popular oh, wow. with uh, everybody. Like he was just like the cool guy, the nicest right? guy. You got like voted yeah, the nicest the, guy in school, kind of guy. 
<laughs> yeah, and I, I mean, but, but he was also sort of kind of a rebel and kind of like a mysterious. Oh yeah, dude. totally. So like, you know, he was you know friends with you know the sport dudes and yeah. the music dudes and the uh, geeks. He was nice to everyone. And I was like, <laughs> yeah, and I was a. Uh, and I also skateboarded, so like uh, I was, that was sort of fringe at yeah. the time. So it was like, you know, <laughs> it was like us versus the jocks kind of oh, mentality totally. back then. Oh yeah. But because he was cool with the dudes, because he was cool with them, and I was his friend, I never really got fucked with like oh, in that nice. regard. So yeah, I was yeah. just sort of like, you know, so that that helped too. So I, anyway, so me, me and him were in these bands. Okay. Um, like I. <clears throat> for the first yeah so three so, bands so after these so bands, I, I mean I guess it was in, in four bands with him in total including okay. uh, when he was uh, in the promise ring wow okay so when did when did uh, promise ring like when did that idea and that whole concept when did that come together and and how did that sound come about you after from playing hardcore to that um the 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 band I was in uh, called Kaylee Frying before I went, before Promising, we were starting to dive, but we're like, we're getting more influenced by, you know, kind of like more quicksandy type yeah. sound than, you know, Youth of the Day or, or, you know, anything kind of like more metal. Yeah. You know, anything, what, what Drawback was doing. So it was sort of a transition band. And then there's another band in Madison called None Left Standing who, um, who uh, Jason Genetico, uh, the guitar player from the uh, was in, and both Kaylee Shrine and Nola Sandy kind of broke up at the same time. And we were we were playing shows together and booking each other in Milwaukee, and then they were from Madison, so we went, you know, we would go to Madison, and they would come here, and we okay. just play shows. And we kind of started knowing the same people, just kind of um, helping each other out and networking, once, pretty much. Yeah, so when they when they when they're like, oh wait, you know we're gonna break up, yeah, you know, whatever. Right. Oh, you guys are gonna break up, whatever. <laughs> like, oh, hey. So then we were gonna do a new band with me and Scott, and then uh, Matt from Nola City and Jason met Megan. Oh wow! And um, so that was gonna be this new band, um, but right when we were gonna start practicing. And they would drive in. They were both from Madison, so they'd drive in from to, and we rehearse in Milwaukee and because where Scott was li- where, where Scott was living, it was just like a like a, a duplex in you know, like near the near the university. We would put basement shows on in there, right on, and all that. So yeah. it was just like a, so there it goes. We'll just practice there. Um, and right before we were going to do our first practice, Matt was like. I fell in love with a girl in Bloomington, uh, Indiana, and I'm going to go down there. So, what? sorry, guys. <laughs> oh, shit. Uh, so then we're like, well, uh-huh. we don't really want to, <laughs> like, okay. Classic. Uh, what's, uh, okay, so then Jason's <laughs> like, well, you know, a, a good friend of mine, Davey, he, uh, you know, is interested, you know, he's, he's just in, interested in maybe starting something new. And I was... And Damien and I were both going to university at the same time, too. So I'd seen in and around campus, or we knew each other from the scene, but I, I didn't really like know him, know him. Right. Um, and we're like, oh, yeah, that sounds like a good idea. But at that time, David was still in Captain Jazz. Um, oh, wow. Because he was just playing guitar in Captain Jazz. Okay, yeah, yeah. 
he really he, he really wanted to do like, i just really listened to them not that long ago that's weird that you, said that. Wow. you know he wanted to do like if i'm gonna do this i'm gonna be i, I want to sing or whatever so totally. like that's perfect because none of us want to well, none of us <laughs> right uh you got it bro yeah so then we just <laughs> yeah just yeah then we just started wow um that that way practicing in the basement of uh of, of this so kind of on a know, whim almost uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then, and little by little, we were just started, you know, just going. What do you? What do you? What's things. the? What, what? What were the years your your progression from where, like you started till you guys made? I you know like, I don't know what year was it. I think we saw you. I think it was ninety six. Uh, it was it, it was, the uh, the Green Bay I, Patriots I Super where, Bowl. Yeah, this is where it gets kind of like ninety six, ninety seven ish. Well, okay, so ninety, we played our first show, if I remember correctly, in March of ninety five. Okay, and then things progressed quickly, if I remember from there so much that then a year later in 96 spring of 96 is when we decided to all drop out of school oh shit focus on the band i didn't know you guys did focus on the band wow yeah so yeah we said we all dropped out and we're like because we had got offered to do um uh like tour europe for six weeks or something like that oh okay and so it's like oh well yeah, <laughs> you know, school school that, will always be there. Exactly, but, you know. that receipt will so, always be um, there. <laughs> yeah, right, and so we were just we did that, and then uh, so I knew. So I said, so yeah. So I think so. If you backtrack, I would probably. I mean, in all honesty, I'd probably say that. No, that totally. Wait, does that make sense? Yes, it totally yeah. makes sense because fall of '94 is when we were doing uh, getting together and, and guys, it must be and like kind of you know starting practice because yeah. because we would have just started school that semester and I think yeah I, I, I don't know yeah so right around there and then wow. um, if I'm not mistaken 96. Some, somewhere in '96, we recorded the first record um, and released it. What was that on again? I forgot the label. What was the label? I had it. Uh, Jade Tree. That's right, Jade Tree. Big label. Yeah. Yeah. Lots of great bands on that label. If anybody who's under the age of 25 who's never heard of that label, please look it up. There's they have a great catalog. Uh, there's lots of great bands on that. It's so funny when I try to. I, I have to go back on my phone. Because like, and think about all the different labels that started from all these indie bands over the years, you know, and start and helped started all these bands. So it's like, try like that's a good one, Jade Tree. Thank you for the for for saying that. When I was trying to think of what what it was, it was killing me. That's the fun part about being. Yeah, no, old. we were we were. I mean, we were totally lucky because, um, it, you know, Jason just happened to be in New York. And was hanging out with uh, some of the Texas region guys, namely uh, Norman, <laughs> and 
gave him a tape and Norman just happened to be living with Tim Owen who ran J Tree and oh you got it. you know it was just like yeah. a classic kind of you know one person yep. hands it to another hands it to another hey, and check this out the finally. and then it just sort of happened where they're like you know they wanted to you know sign us or whatever and so we went with them and because we didn't really have any, anybody else really. Right. I get it. I, everything was kind of happening really, really quickly. So we quickly, you know, uh, recorded 30 degrees everywhere, released it. And I think, yeah, uh, because then in 97, we released Nothing Feels Good. So mm-hmm. it, it was like a really quick That was a quicker thing. So did you expect you know, it to do that? Like when you when you all got together and you started playing music, did you feel something different that you felt in those diff- other bands that you played in? It was just like, there's something about us and what we're doing that's not really what's going on right now and is different enough and is doesn't sound like this band from the West Coast or this band from the East Coast or can't be, you know, you, you couldn't pinpoint uh-huh. you as a band and really say you sounded like anyone else on J-Tree so that you guys stuck out a lot. So it was like... Did you expect that? Was or was that? Were you just surprised by it? I mean, or was everybody just like it was like a serendipitous moment? Like, it's one of those things that could happen. It's one of those things that can't happen. Yeah, I mean, it, we we made that decision in the, the spring of '96 to be like, you know, when we dropped out of school, it's like we're going to do this band. So whatever we need to do, we're going to do this band. So, you know, there was a lot of. Um, you know, like Jason was really good as, as this sort of, you know, band leader as far as getting shit done like that, you right. know. Um, you know, like, you know, he, he was the reason we got on J-Tree because he was out there like, hey, listen to this tape, you know, check it out. You know, and, and you know, just that sort of, that sort of uh, drive um, from us, you know, from all of us, but and especially like, was the reason we, you know, just kept working. And it was sort of serendipitous because people, as as hard as we were working, and just touring and and doing whatever we can, and, and, you know, just kind of being, you know, nice people all around the road. No, you guys were very uh, nice to me. I was drunk off my ass and said a lot of dumb shit, and you guys were super kind to me the whole time, and I really appreciate that. So, I mean, (laughs) I used to be a big drunk back then, so I was just, because of social anxiety... And so yeah. I remember being really this. I mean, it's that's how, that's so funny. It sticks with me 20 some odd years later. Like that's one of those moments where I wish I wasn't as drunk as I was. So I could <laughs> like be like, dude, I'm really not like this. I know I'm from Florida, but this is not really who I am. You know, like one of those moments, you know, like, but no, you guys were always, I mean, the, even the one time, I mean, even you doing this now is a kind gesture as an artist and someone that, you know, as an artist, it, it takes each one of us all a different length of time to find our true voice. Uh, none of us all find it at the same time. And, uh, and those that get to find it and get to share it, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm glad I get to share this moment with you now. I just wanted to bring that up because I just always still embarrassed about that time up there. I mean, it was a great, the football game was great, but I got two ways and I started talking dumb shit. So I don't even remember what I said, but I'm sure it wasn't the friendliest thing I could have said to somebody, but that's the kind of idiot I used to be. So I apologize to anyone in the band. 
So, uh, <laughs> no worries. No yeah, worries. No. But, um, um, so things blew up. You kind of, I would say kind of for you, maybe like more than you expected. And then where did you go from there? Like, what was your aspirations after you put yourselves into the band well, and you're like, you were, we're going all in. The, it was just, let's make a better record than the, the previous. Let's write a better song than the previous. Let's be a better live band tonight than we were last night. Mm-hmm. And, you know, it was, it was just sort of that, that mentality, you know. I mean, we was, but also we were pretty relaxed about it too. It's not like, you know, we were, because if you still see us, we're still goofballs, we're still bopping around, and right. we're still just, you know, being, you know, you know, like to call it like a controlled slop. Right, no, I got you, <laughs> for sure. Like, yeah, we're, you know, like, but, you know, we can reel it in. So it's like, there's a fine, fine balance. I think the fact that you were college, going on stage. college students first kind of probably helps you in a way to, you were already in search of a, uh, a higher knowledge of some sort and when you guys mm-hmm. quit school you you went for a higher knowledge of music it sounds like yeah yeah that, that's, that's that's fair to say for sure yeah you know what i mean um, like you wanted to grow as artists and musicians you didn't want to you wanted to be you of course I'm, i would imagine you every one of you were like like the drummer's like shit i have to get some my 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 foot patterns have to get better my hi-hat hits have to get tighter guitar my shit's got to get, you know, I have to get smooth, mm-hmm. my transitions. Bass player's like, man, I have to get more on the freaking, you know, ride, you know, ride the ride, you know, do the do. So I'm th- I, it, that's the one thing, like, some people, I always laugh at some people that play music for such a long time but don't ever seem to grow as musicians in a way because it seems like they don't care enough about it. But then, I mean, I played in bands with people that acted like guitarists, but then in the end you realize they weren't guitarists. They were just more like somebody who wanted to be in a band, <laughs> you know? Mm-hmm. One of those yeah. type of weird things where it's like, I thought we've been doing this for two years now and you really don't want to do this? Like, you just wasted two years of my life for real? You know, like those kind of things. So it's like, you guys were... But that's uh, actually a good point. Because we, with our decision, of just like to kind of go for it. Yeah. We we were we all sort of had this. We were all on the same page as, as saying, "Well, this is sort of it. Like this is, especially when things started ramping up, and we were, you know, like we were all sort of of the mindset of like, well, this is it. Like this is what, you know, like this. You know, we all trusted each other too to be like, no one fucked this up for us, kind right. of thing. You know, we all were kind of like." You know, we are all sort of a, a very. Uh, we're all on the same page all the time, right. which is that's good. Good. I mean, obviously, toward towards the end, that wasn't necessarily the case, but right. you know, for for that, you know, in the beginning, for the first, you know, few records, we were all in, and you know, and, and trusting of everybody else to be like, you know, you you know what you need to do, and you know what you can't do, and you know what you should do. And I trust you to do that, and you right. trust me to do the same. You know, it was a very, uh, yeah, it was like a very close unit in that in that regard. Okay. <laughs> um, you know, that being said, there was you know, well, especially between me, Jason, and and Davey, yeah, um, because we always had a rotating cast of, of bass players. Why uh, was that? But, uh, but you know, for for the most part, like that was that was the. Was that was that a joke band. because of Spinal Tap? Did you guys do that on purpose? 
No, no, I, no. I think it was never by choice. <laughs> oh, really? Yeah, it's just, well, I mean, it was always like something came up and something was just like... That sucks. Not, the vibe was not gelling anymore. I played bass know. back then. I could have totally... Uh, I was wide open. <laughs> Should have came yeah, to Florida. So, I mean, Should have came to Florida. No. Um, no, that's hilarious. Um, <laughs> um but so you guys grew as a band, you got better, you started doing things, you release a song that somehow um, kind of touches, it's the prequel to the Jimmy Eat World hit, I would call it, meaning like bands that were independent that kind of got bigger and then had a video. I think you guys had one before they did. I'm pretty sure. And and they were a band that I had seen on tour that I we had actually stopped off in their hometown and spent time with them. And so and they'd come to Gainesville a few times. I hadn't seen them in twenty years though. But they um but they they were like one of those bands that seemed to be traveling around the same time you guys were traveling around. There was a lot of bands on tour and doing the same road gigs that everybody was doing. Everybody was crossing paths. What were, what was probably, this might be a long search, but probably what was probably one of the favorite shows you played that you could remember of that you were like, okay, this, this as an artist, this, this was a good one. This was like, I remember um, being at in DC, um, and it was the first time we sold out the uh, the Black Hat venue, oh, wow. which was pretty kind of a big deal. Yes, it is. The first time yes. on our first tour, we they gave us shit. DC. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> yeah. When we yeah when we played uh, in in DC the first time on the first tour, there was literally three people there, um, and so. You know, it was, you know, we came, we came a long way in a kind of a shortish amount of time. And right. I just remember that being good. It was us. Um, and then I think opening was Flotus and wow. uh, something like that. And so it was, you know, it was a really good bill. And it just felt like, oh, wow. Right. You know, like this is sort of happening. Yeah, yeah, um, yeah. And then uh, I think another, another fun time we were in Seattle and with when we were on tour with Jess Brazil. Um, Love that band. Yeah, we brought them out. Wow. Um, yeah, that was a, that was a, a like there's a couple bands that we were like tight with and it, the first band that were like brothers to us was Texas is a Reason because they're the ones that sort of helped us greatly become who we are because they took us out on the U.S. tour. Right. Uh, full U.S. tour when you were really nobodies and we were just getting started and you know uh, 30 Degrees I think yep. was released uh, during that tour um, so we didn't really even have a first record yet we just had a bunch of seven inches for most of the tour and so you know and, and you know we're you know, friends to this day and it, it, they've been super tight the other band at least for me was uh or is still because they just came through Milwaukee and I, I every time they come through Milwaukee I I, I see him especially uh, the drummer Zach or the Jimmy World I 
yes. another band that we took on tour a lot and, and and you know they supported us on tour for a long time and then yeah. when they blew up they sort of reciprocated and <laughs> wow they blew, they blew uh, up know, huge we opened for them like it's crazy mm-hmm. like they blew up like like it's i don't know how long ago somebody i was I played a Jimmy World song at this place where I was working. It was it was off of Bleed America. It was must have been the first song, first track. And the person's like, "Who is this?" And I was like, "Jimmy Eat World." They're like, "Jimmy Eat World." They're like, "Jimmy Eat World." That's around. That's touring now or whatever. I guess they haven't. They had just put out a new album at the time. And I was like, "Yeah." And they're like, "Holy shit!" And I was like, "Yeah, man. They've been going at it for a long time." And I was like, "There's a lot of bands out there that you guys don't know about that." put in a lot of, you know, they gave up a lot of stuff to, to, you know, to go out there and try to do the same thing. I mean, I don't think there isn't an artist alive that, I mean, or at least a a person who's ever worked that doesn't say every day, if I could just do the one thing that I love and get paid for it, even if it was only this much money, I'd make it work. You know, like you, I mean, every artist would love to get paid to do, to do art. Like who would, I don't think, I don't think I've met an artist that I've talked to that wouldn't, I mean, because yeah. it's better than sitting in a cubicle and doing it for the man or, you know, or doing it for someone else. Um, mm-hmm. And so for someone who works yeah, for a man big, all the time, like me, <laughs> but being an artist is yeah, such I, an experience. Like the people don't realize, like you guys give up so much of yourselves and, and and like you say, th- some things could happen. It happened so quick for you, and you guys were g- had given up so much. Um, when did it feel like things weren't quite as uh, as equatable or, or as flowage as they should have been with you guys? Well, I mean, I think after our third record, Very uh, Emergency, we started running into kind of a or getting into sort of a rut because before then, you know, it was like, you know, write, record, tour, you know, write, record, tour, yep. write, record, tour. And, you know, it, it just got, and then, the you know, three three albums on one label, it just seemed to kind of get, we're in a rut and we we're kind of like, well, now what do we do? Do we just, just keep doing this? It's kind of boring. Right. I don't, are we challenging ourselves enough? And, were they trying to kill you with the big tours, like in Europe and stuff like that? I mean, were they trying to overwork you truthfully? I mean, or do you think you were overwork, maybe trying to overwork yourselves at the time? No, yeah, yeah. no, we were, yeah, we were never had, the label never gave us really any pressure. I mean, we didn't have any, the only pressure we put on was, was ourselves. Right. I mean, Jay Trudy at the time was, were super chill about everything, um, you know, for the most part. Right. Um, you know, but, yeah, no, it was just, we just put ourselves into this scenario where we just were cranking out albums and tours and we just kind of got burnt out. Yeah. Um, and so it was basically when, when Davey had, was diagnosed with the, with the brain tumor and subsequent uh, surgery and healing time where we had, we're like, well, finally we had a break in the band where we had to stop right. Right? because before then we just kept pushing ourselves and kept going and going and going. So it was sort of like us feeling like this is an, an, an unending cycle. Um, coupled with, you know, this forced, yes, forced stop, 
in, 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 in anything, you know? Like, yeah, yeah, no, that happened you know, to a lot of bands. Senior friend, senior friend, like, yep. you know, have to go under the knife to get, yep. like, a, you know, the softball yeah. size tumor removed from his head. You know, it's, you know, so it, you start thinking, and yeah. you're like, okay, well, what, what's really important? What do we need to do? What, what do we do next? What's, you know, whatever. And, uh, yeah, I think that, and then, we went on tour supporting bad religion and I think that was ultimately was like not it wasn't rock bottom but it was like wow what, what is it this is not we should not have done this what, so, why do you I'll love, I'll why love do you to say that, that band because they, they were big fans of, our, of ours yeah and they really and, and they are they were super nice on that tour they're awesome dudes yeah but but just us as with them supporting if we were doing anything else like you know playing chess with them right. or doing you know or just like you know hanging out or just anything else that would have been great but having to perform in front of their fans just killed us on that tour it was just brutal not the same I don't, re- I don't not receptive no I don't see it receptive at all because the California I mean, because I equate, it's kind of funny because if you, if I don't know if, if you've ever dared to come down to Florida for too long, I wouldn't dare to anybody to do that, but I've been stuck here for a long time, so I don't have a choice. Um, <laughs> um, but uh, it's funny because like, on the west coast of Florida, we, we all listen to west coast punk rock. On the east coast of Florida, they listened to east coast punk rock back in the day. It was such a weird dichotomy in such a small state for us like it was such a like we were more well, into social like a microcosm of the u.s but yeah but down the peninsula no. but and too many guns <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> my grandfather had all of them i assure you um oh. yeah uh i come from that kind of family so that's why i'm grateful for bands like you because i grew up really um uh, my grandfather's from Clarksville, West Virginia, which is only a, a population of 16,000 even today. And he left back during the Depression. He lied about his age so he can go into the war and stuff. So uh, kind of poor family. Uh, he was a 20-year man in the service, uh, kind of grew up in South in Sarasota, Florida. Yeah, most people think Sarasota is kind of a rich city. Yeah, it's like rich and then not rich at all. And then uh, yeah. if you don't live on the beach, you definitely aren't rich. So that's what I grew up around. It was kind of like six punk rock kids in a high school of 1,500 yuppies that drove 325i BMWs. So it was a pretty fun school. Wow. Yeah, it was uh, It was definitely like pretty in pink, but worse because we had rednecks. Because <laughs> they just beat your ass because you look different, you know? Yeah, so yeah. It's like, what's, what's a weird-looking jacket, man? You know, or something stupid like that. But no, I appreciate bands like you because I keep telling people, people don't understand, like, kids in Florida that escape this Southern lifestyle that does exist down here. Cause I'm the black sheep of the family. Like all my family's like unfriended me on Facebook. My mom, my parents don't talk to me. Like I'm the weirdo. Cause I moved to Gainesville, Florida. Like I moved to a college town, you know, I was an artist. So it's kind of like when I moved to Gainesville, I was super lost. But when I got here, I found the music and then all the people that listened to all the different types of music, and and I was lucky enough to be introduced in, to these bands in the 90s that really changed my point of view on life. 
and really helped me realize that there's so much more out there than what I'd been taught or raised to believe. And that mm-hmm. is in that looking back now at 48, and it's very true. It, it's a different thing. There was such a humanism in the music that we, was going on during that time period. People were giving a lot of themselves. There was a lot of hard touring going on. There was a lot of lack of eating going on. Even though it, you say it happened quick for you, it probably didn't feel that quick because you were still working your asses off. You know what I mean? Like you were still having to do other things besides that. So it's like there is uh, – I keep reminding people who aren't artists that – artists like sacrifice a lot but unintentionally you know for a goal you know like you want to create something but is it really for the attention or is it for yourself and so that's i guess that that's up to the person looking at the artwork you know you know as the artist who you're creating it for because the words that are coming out of your mouth and you're putting them on record you know everyone's going to hear them and you know that especially if you went to college you knew everyone's going to get a different definition behind everything that you said Right. I mean, I mean, yeah. I would imagine that you would you would know that when writing a song, because it's so funny to me when like a lot of people are like, I think the song means this. I'm like, well, actually, I think it's kind of written in a way to make it um, like edible for everyone in their own yeah. version of their world and that they're in. And that's the part of the artist to create that painting in their head, especially as a musician like you guys did. See, I always counted on you when I was really depressed and I put you guys on. And it would just, it would lift me up. As soon as you would come on, there it was something about it. There was a, there was a love right. in it. I don't know if it was intentional, but there was a love in there that was telling everybody else out there, everything's going to be okay. It's going to be all right. Life happens, you know. I mean, that's the message I got. So, you know, I want to thank you guys for that work and, and the hard work that you did. And uh, and after your your stoppage and you guys taking a break, um, how long before you guys decided to say uh, no more? Well, uh, I mean, in that break, in we that break, you know, yeah. got into different types of you know different types of music. We're not really just you know, and and we weren't really into. I mean, the, the whole goal of the band was never make the same record twice. Of course. So we were. You know, we're trying to figure out what we were doing, and we went into um, a really cold winter here. We were, we got into a studio to crank out some demos just for the next next record, and kind of kind of play around with ideas and just kind of see what we could what comes up of it. You know, because you know this has been the first time back together writing right. songs. You know, and. Um, and so we did, we did six song demos and three of them sounded like they were a progression of what we did on Fair Emergency. Okay. And then three of them ended up being songs that uh, ended up on Woodwater. Okay. So we had this like, you know, this decision, we had these six songs and we're like, well, they're all sort of, you know, the three of them are kind of similar. Three of them are totally different. Like, you know, what should we do? And so we decided to go the, 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 the more different sounding route because it was sort of the MO is like, well, if we just work on these songs and we do more songs like this, then it's just, we're just going to do very emergency okay. again. Right. None of us want to do that. Of course. Um, so we sort of just dumped those songs and then started, um, and then right after that we got, 
our own recording equipment and so we just you know put up a built a studio in our in our practice space um nice. and just went there every day and 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 you know wrote uh the woodwater songs that way and uh you know yeah and then that was sort of and then at that time too we were like well maybe we should you know see what we can do about not being on J Tree anymore. Maybe there's something else out there. Maybe let's just you know see what we can do right. um, with that. And so then we ended up you know not being on J Tree anymore, and then signing with Anti um, for Woodwater. Uh, you know, and then you know then after that, then it was sort of like we we're putting a max out so far right. with that record, knowing you know that we were just going to get killed for it. But you really expected to get? To how, why did you expect to get killed for it? If I could ask, if you don't mind. Well, when we were, when we were recording it, uh, we recorded it in in England with Stephen Street, and while we we're doing it, you know, we were, we it was like a forty five minute train into London from the studio. So, you know, on the weekends, you know, we would go into go into London and hang out. And so, on one of those <laughs> trips. Um, you know, we were talking about like, you know, Jason was like, we should just break the break up the band and just give us a new name, and oh. this will be our debut record. <laughs> you know, oh like, wow! I mean, it sort of got it sort of got to that point. You know, we we're like, you know, I mean, we didn't seriously consider that, but but it was you could have done that an idea. You could have you totally know? done that. You as artists, you have a right to change anything you do. I mean, to me, surprise, I don't, I wouldn't have minded it. It would have made sense to me, but I, I could see where you probably thought about the other people in the way that you did. That makes total sense. Yeah. But that would have been very um, interesting. That would have been, I, to me, I would have been like, whoa, wow. Because I, like, I like shit like that. I like, I like to be surprised by artists when they throw out something that you don't think you'd ever see from them. So, but yeah. no, wow. So you just... Yeah. So then, and then you know, then when the record came out and we toured and and you know, it was a kind of a strained situation because we had to do all of the U.S. Oh shit! In in a month. Whoa. Wait. How, no, no. No, we had two. We. How did that work? I think it was like in the after the record was released, we had two months to do before Davey had to have like an additional surgery or something like that. So it was like, we had this sort of finite time to do this exactly. tour. And so we did a month of the States and then a month of Europe. Wow. I think that's what it was. And did like back to back. And so <laughs> some of those European shows, I mean, it was clear that we were not all on the same page and it was right. clear that we were just not really happy. Um, wow. And things, things were getting, kind of spiraling out of control totally. and then when we did and then yeah then our last tour then after the surgery and a little bit of recovery I think that we did the plea for peace tour and that one was uh, you know that was just a, just a, you know we weren't yeah it was just this crazy thing where it was just like one bad thing happened to right. after another like it, it was supposed to be, you know, uh, Poison the Well, Us, and then International Noise Conspiracy, I think were the last three bands. Oh, shit. 
And but then you know, the drummer of International Noise Conspiracy had a, something going. He, he couldn't play like t- really tweak his back or, or something. He couldn't drum anymore. So we we're like, we can't do these shows um, for a while while he gets better. And so then we ended up headlining, but that just became a nightmare because at that time we were playing music. You know, it was like Poison the Well, yeah. and then us doing this sort of like new version of ourselves and it's just right. gelling with the audience and so then we're like well half the crowd's leaving now so why don't poison the well headline right you know then we'll go down and then it, i mean it's just was like you know you can just, see it yeah and yeah. it was just like well okay and we didn't want to work that hard right at this point to change people's minds about who we are totally i think it was the main thing no so, that makes sense you know there's then it was just sort of this thing would be like well let's just let's just end it you know right it's not working anymore so. oh wow was that a, um was that an easier accomplishment than thought by all you think well like, i mean everybody in the band like was so, it an easy so what, easy finish to be to be fair like dave and i went so one of those night, one of those weekends in England, um, uh, Jason and and our bass player at the time Ryan went to Amsterdam. They just like found a cheap flight and they just flew to Amsterdam for the weekend. Um, and, but then Davey's like, oh, stars. you know, and I were just <laughs> no, like, we're just going to stay back. <laughs> we're going to stay back at the studio, and then. Um, we started writing, we started working on songs, like just new songs, like over here, like right. we have this whole studio at our disposal, let's just start writing, yeah, you got some, writing shit, some right? new stuff. And then, um, and then, so, you know, then during the whole sort of, you know, downfall sort of thing, Plea for Peace tour and all that, yeah, you know, Davey and I had, had dinner together one night and we were sort of talking about you know ending the band but then continuing on with the stuff that we started working on back at the Jacob studio in, in England you know like oh well let's just do a new band and we start you know kind of with that what we were doing there you know so so I, I already knew I was going to keep making music you know with, with AV after this so whatever happens I'm so I know I was still going to make music um, I think for Jason, it was a little bit of kind of a blindside, even though he knew, knew that it was happening. Right. I mean, just because, I mean, we, it had to happen at some point right, in the near right. future from, you know, um, yeah. So then, you know, that was bad. And then, so then Dave and I uh, started doing the, the band Maritime um, after that. And so then it was just sort of... <clears throat> It was a, definitely a slow start for that band, and we had the same sort of like members issues and, and all that stuff. But um, right. but it, you know, at the end of the one band, I, it was sort of like, well, let's just you and I keep going and, and see what happens with you know. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, that's sort of how I how it sort of uh, went down. Yeah, it sounds like it, it definitely doesn't sound like it normally would if, if you were to tell that story. It's not the, quite the the usual, like, hey, guys, guess what? <laughs> so, yeah. But so 
So after you guys split up, um, did you can so you started this other maritime? You said, and you did you mm-hmm. did you continue that for how long? Did you continue that for? A very long time. We've, uh, I mean, we're still not technically broken up, but we're on this indefinite hiatus. Okay. Um, okay. We played our last show in 2016. So you guys, um, every once started in a while. when we were 2002, 2003. Okay. So we were there for like good 13, 12, okay. 13 okay. years or so. So every once in a while, you guys um, will, you're not broken up, but, you know, like you're not on a definite, you know, like you're not touring all the time, so. Yeah. Okay, yeah. right on. Well, that's um, that must be a kind of a good thing to hold on to and know that you still have even now today. I mean, like it seems like a good... Something you could, if you both felt artistic and wanted to spend the time together, you had it there to do. You know, mm-hmm. sounds like a, yeah. a a good release. You know, like musicians always need a release; they need some sort. I mean, I played music for fifty or attempted to play music for fifteen years, and as you see, I do podcasting now. So that's how good I did music. So um, <laughs> that. Uh, yeah. It, it's not that well. My wife said I had to stop being a rock star, so uh, or pretend <laughs> rock star. See, Gainesville, there's no rock stars. So, <laughs> but um, so what do you have going on now? Do you have anything, any music thing going on now, or are you just doing life? Um, so I do. I'm actually in a new band called Dramatic Lovers um, okay. that uh, features. Uh, a lot of guys that were in this other Milwaukee band called Decibility. Cool. Um, but I'm actually playing keyboards, so oh. I kind of switched gears. Like towards the end of, of Maritime, I started playing keyboards and drums. Okay. Um, and so I, I got into a lot of you know getting into synthesizers and awesome. you know embellishing the sounds that we were already creating. You know, with with those uh, with just some synths. And, uh, and then, so, yeah, and then when this band started, they were like, oh, do you want, want to play keyboards? And I'm like, oh, sure. That would be <laughs> give it a, a challenge, you know, because <laughs> I'm not really that good at right. all uh, with that instrument. Um, good with sounds. So, if you find the right sound, sometimes it doesn't matter how good you are with an instrument, I think, if you have the natural ability <laughs> to put sounds together. Yeah, I mean, that's what I'm hoping. <laughs> uh, so yeah, no, we have uh, yeah, so we we have a record out now. And, awesome. I mean, we're not, but again, we're like. Did you guys put it out yourselves? You know, yeah, yeah, and it's just did five. And we're, you know, we're just five dudes. You okay. Know, Are you on Spotify? Are you guys selling it on Spotify, iTunes, or anything? Yeah. Okay. And what's the yeah, name again? The album's called "You Talk Loud." Okay. Everybody, check that out, please. I'll talk more about it and like add it, add to the uh, page when I post it. Um, I'll find some stuff and add some links to it. So yeah, I mean it's just a, it's a it's a fun thing, but it's funny how like being in a band now is way different than being in a band when you were okay. you know oh, yeah. in college and I could imagine. <laughs> where everything does happen really fast. Yeah, yeah, totally you have the different. Time <laughs> to spend on it. Yeah, but here it's like we all have jobs and we all have. And, and you know we all have you know every everyone in the band has except for one member has two kids and, oh, you know wow. so, so it's like you know 
it, you, we have one night a week where yep. we rehearse, and so it takes you six months to record an album or uh, more. <laughs> which you is know, fine it, for our age, which is perfectly fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So it's like, can't rush know, perfection, just, as they say, thing. right? And then you just play shows when you can play shows. Like exactly. we, we went down to South by Southwest and played there, and oh, you awesome. know, so we try to keep things going cool. in, in that regard, but like, you know, there's no, no real expectation. <laughs> Except for having fun and, and, and enjoying each other's uh, musical company. Well, that's basically what it's all about in the art world, I really believe, is like sharing art and then uh, enjoying each other's company on top of that. Um, we, I'm done. We are done. I appreciate your time. I got you under an hour. I thank you so much Sweet. for your time, Dan. I don't want to waste any more. I know you're a busy guy. Uh, you've done so much for me and the people who are listening who wanted to hear from you. There are people out there that are definitely going to listen. And um, everybody check out all, everything that he mentioned, Jade Tree, all the bands. Even, do you have any – is the old hardcore stuff on anything or is that was that all just uh, – <laughs> you Because know, I got friends that are still know, into old hardcore and stuff. So if you've got something – Yeah, so if you go to – the, the only t- the only place that my like sort of hardcore band drawback is uh, if you go to mke punk mkepunk dot com. Nice. I believe um, my friend Jeremy uh, <clears throat> started this site with him with his friend Martin, and we and they uh, just started releasing online out of print or you know like Milwaukee records. Oh, that's tight. Uh, that that. You know, just it, you know, the, the local punk and hardcore scene. That's cool as shit. You know, and ska, and you know, it's all that. So yeah, it's actually a pretty good database. Of I like, dig that. That's cool. Yeah. So then, um, yeah. So that's cool. <laughs> it's on awesome. that. And no, I think there'll be some people checking where it out for sure. Just, we should stay. <laughs> <laughs> so again, Dan Didier, thank you so much for your time, sir. Thank you for thank you. Um, taking the time to talk to me. And folks out there, please check out all the information that he left for you to check out. And uh, I appreciate you all. Dan, I appreciate you. The best to you and all of yours. And uh, we'll be talking again someday. I'll, I'll uh, Hopefully, maybe not once. Hopefully, the next band, we could do something with the next band and, you know, go from there. Who knows? But, Sounds um, good. Yeah, appreciate man. It. I appreciate your time. You take care of yourself. Everybody out there listening, you all take care of yourselves. Pay it forward as much as you can and always lend a hand. And uh, everyone, if you have a moment and you have a couple bucks, throw some money towards the Bahamas. They're hurting pretty bad. So I appreciate you all so much. And uh, Dan, you have a wonderful evening. And everyone listening, you all as well. Take care. Take care. Bye-bye. Peace.